This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Fourth and final hour of You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser filling in for Nick Costos, along with Ken Barkley. Nick will be back tomorrow for the final hour of the show. You can watch us on twitch.tv slash betql. You can also watch and listen on youtube.com backslash odyssey sports. You can listen on the Odyssey app for free. We'll also be on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205, we have reached the fourth and final region of Locatology. We are in the intersection of sports and pop culture. And uh, as Mike Brown, there you go, right? We've reached the fourth and final. We've made it to the final region. Mike Brown pulls up the uh, the graphics, and we got Arizona as the one seed. Southern, the 16. Washington State, who's having a really good year, out of the Pac-12. They match up against Northwestern in the 8-9. BYU, the five seed against South Florida, had a great great win over the weekend against FAU. That's the 5-12. Creighton against Akron, the 4-13. Be a fun 6-11 matchup. Colorado State against the winner of Gonzaga and Indiana State. What a uh, playing game that could be. Duke against Moorhead State in the 3-14. Michigan State against Texas A&M in the 7-10. And then Kansas, the two seed, matching up against Colgate. So once again, your top seeds, Arizona the one. Kansas the two, Duke the three, you have Creighton as the four, and BYU as the five. So, Ken, I'll ask you, as we've reached the intersection yeah. of sports and pop culture. We're there. Yeah. We, have, we are here. What, what sticks out to you as you look at uh, this region with, obviously, a lot of noticeable brand names in the sport? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I probably split, I think I have two kind of uh, primary topics for this region. One is mm-hmm. just Arizona. And then two would be all the teams in the bottom half of the region, which you kind of allude to, or like a lot of the big names in the sport. I'll do Arizona first. Uh, we are finally there. Like we've talked about every team kind of like up to right now. So we've kind of revealed every team. Uh, there are only two teams uh, that are currently, as we reach February 20th, that pass every test that I can think of and that I've measured to win the national championship at this exact moment, that it can be different in a week. It could be different in two weeks. These teams could fall out. Other teams could come in. But if we're just like taking the temperature of the sport right now, UConn would be the first team. And I don't think that's surprising to anybody. Uh, And Arizona is the second. And maybe that would be surprising to some people. And Houston is kind of this team on the periphery. They do pass everything, but like it's just not perfect and I'm concerned and whatever. So they're kind of the third team, but like I don't think I can ever bet them at a low price. But Arizona is a pretty interesting team. Um, To be fair, like if you heard that, you'd be like, well, wait a minute. You just told me that you don't like to bet Purdue because of Matt Painter. 
and you don't like to bet Marquette because of Shaka Smart's history in the tournament. You don't like to bet Tennessee who because of Rick Barnes' history in the tournament. How can you look at the first couple of years of Tommy Lloyd and be like, that's the team, like they're the winner, when that like, was my they, question. they have underperformed ex- insanely versus expectation. They lost to a yep. 15 last year, and I'm going to have them winning the title? What? And I'm not saying I have them to win the title. I'm telling you how they look on a sheet of paper. Um, I don't have a good answer for that. Uh, I guess my answer would be I passed UConn last year because Hurley had had just really like bricked two NCAA tournaments. Uh, For people who don't remember, UConn's first two tournament appearances with Hurley prior to, you know, winning the title were they played uh, Maryland in a 7-10 and got completely embarrassed and undressed in the game. Then they came back in a 5-12 the next year and lost outright. So like, Again, if we were looking at UConn last year, I said that a bunch of times. I go like, look, they look really good, but I'm just not sure about Hurley as a coach. It was early. It was this is I think he coached one year before their first tournament appearance, so that would have been the fourth year that he was the coach last year. It was early on, and maybe there should have been a part of me that was like, you know, they are kind of on a, like a big upward trajectory here. Like that team, like every year's team has been better than the year before. Shouldn't they take a step forward? And I'm not saying this is like totally apples to apples. The team two years ago was really good, uh, one seed good. And this team's probably just, you know, rated the same as that. But I think like I have to kind of learn from that. And especially in a really small sample, like a couple of year sample, just at least be open minded that a coach could to do something different for one year when gifted with like a really, really talented program and at least consider it more possible. I was like too dismissive of UConn. Uh, I, there were only three teams that made sense last year, Houston, UCLA and UConn. And I picked UCLA. And like at my own peril, they both ended up in the same region. Gonzaga beat one and then lost to the other. UConn's off and running. They go win the tournament. And so, you know, the lesson for me from that is like, okay, like knowing about the coach stuff is cool and like can be a part of the conversation. It can't be everything. So like I'm I'm a little open-minded on some teams, but they have to statistically pass every test. And Arizona does. It's UConn and them, and that's it. And it's Houston, like kind of a little bit as third. And then there's nobody else that I want that I would even think about betting right now. They all have monster red flags, every single other team. Um, and that makes Arizona pretty special. Honestly, if you were looking for a team that's not UConn, uh, they Arizona's awesome at everything. They're really good. And they have a guy who they've never had before in Caleb Love who literally has already been in huge moments in the tournament and won games in deep rounds. And that's not a guy that they've had the last few years. Haven't had that before guy like beat Duke basically like not single-handedly, but was a big part of the, the reason why that happened in the final four. So just like having a guy like that on a team like this, maybe that's the magic concoction. Maybe that's the kind of magic thing that makes this team that good. Um, Am I worried about the coach? Sure. Um, But like, it's so early in his tenure. I'm at least open-minded. Maybe he turns out to be Rick Barnes 2.0. It's totally possible. But like, I'm at least open-minded that that something could be happening here. Yeah. And that's, that's really my only concern. Cause I agree. Arizona, the team, I love them. I mean, to your point, their backcourt love Boswell. Great. You got a defensive stopper in Pella Larson. Omar Balo is one of the best big men in the country. Like their team is the profile. They have the makeup of a team that you want to back in March. I just, 
you know, a big part of this too, you were bringing up kind of the Danny Hurley example, which I think is a good one. He was a coach at Rhode Island before, before he went to UConn. You know, he got some taste in the tournament. He had some failures there. Tommy Lloyd just came right from Gonzaga as an assistant coach to Arizona. So I still wonder if he has to go through some growing pains and also coming from a Mark Few staff who obviously fell short so many times that gives me a lot of concern and kind of seeing what Arizona has been the last few years in the tournament. And I know that maybe it's unfair to Tommy Lloyd and like you shouldn't compare the two things because, you know, the decision that Mark Few makes as a coach are different than what Lloyd does. But like that's still in the back of my mind as well. Arizona is a tough team for me. They, they are a tough team. They played a really tough non-conference schedule and they had some really good results. Um, and like you said, I mean, their team profiles is one that certainly could make a deep run. So a lot of basketball left. Arizona, to me, Ken, also kind of feels a little UConn-ish from last year in the sense that they obviously didn't go undefeated in the non-conference, but they had a lot of really good results, kind of went through their bump in conference play, right? Lost some games they shouldn't have, went on a little bit of a losing streak, and now they're just rolling, and they got their groove back. Um, so they're an interesting team to watch here down the stretch. I want to get your thoughts on Kansas. I have been on this network saying that I am looking forward to fading Kansas in the tournament. Oh boy. I cannot to do it. And Ken, let me tell you, if we get Kansas as the two seed and Michigan seven is the seven as uh as the seven seed with Kansas as the two, it's going to be one of my biggest bets of the tournament with Sparty against Kansas. I cannot wait. Kansas has one of the best starting fives in college basketball. They're just too inconsistent in offense. And McCullough's been like banged up the whole year in and out of the lineup. Like you really know, never know who's going to play for Kansas. Um, so I would like Michigan State in that in that game. I think that's a terrible draw for Kansas. But, you know, because they're Kansas and they're a big brand and they were the number one team in the country to start the year and they play in a tough league and they have a lot of stars on their team, I think everybody's going to like them. But their point guard is like Dewan Harris is a throwback point guard. Great assist turnover ratio, great on-ball defender, but he's not like a guy who can go get you 30, 20, 30. Like, he's not a scorer. That's not what he does. I just don't think they have enough scores on their team, and that lack of offense I think is going to catch up with them. So Kansas I don't love. Michigan State I do like a lot. And Duke is another really interesting team. So any thoughts for you on uh, Kansas, Michigan State, or Duke? Yeah, I think I can just kind of rapid fire these because all the teams at the bottom are compelling in some way. Uh, Kansas, Michigan State, not in any order. Kansas, Michigan State, Duke, Gonzaga, I think is interesting for a specific reason too. Um, So Kansas, to your point about fading, uh, they don't strike me as a fade. Like, I'm not like, man, every round I'm going to bet against this team. They don't strike me. Like, that's not how I would approach them. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're definitely flawed. They have obvious offensive red flags, which you've identified, which exists and are real. And I think do cap their ceiling for right now. Like if the tournament started tomorrow, they're definitely not a winner. Um, There are a very small number of teams that aren't winners right now, but can get there by the finish line. And they're actually one. So they're not they're not there now. I am not saying Kansas is going to win the national championship. It is kind of a wacky fit because they won so recently, and this team's definitely not as good as that team. So like it's not it's not perfect, but they uh, they're interesting in that way. There aren't a lot of teams that have the potential to get back into that group, and they're one of them. I guess my question is just like, are they ever really going to do it? 
and I haven't seen it yet consistently, right? And so I think that's why you would have questions right now. But I I I keep an open mind with them, especially um, a team that was like good enough in non-conference, has some signature wins, obviously has like a program history team profile that lends itself to making deep runs, winning a national championship a couple of years ago. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not out, but I agree with you that like you, right now it's, the, the it's too flawed it's it doesn't look right to be a a deep tournament team so i i wouldn't be i definitely wouldn't be playing on um keeping an open mind on them down the stretch like can they at least get the profile to a certain level kind of similar to what north carolina's up against here in the final month i would say i would group those two teams together um michigan state i just uh i want to see where this goes <laughs> they uh they i think it would surprise people how many boxes they check as a team to make a deep run this year. Uh, They are extremely interesting. Maybe not title interesting, but they're really interesting. Just got to see how the last month looks. In a way, they're kind of like Kansas, but one's a two and one's a seven. And they both got some, some work to do, but not as much as you'd think to for the profile to be good. Duke is the same. They're a team that can get back in the mix here. They're really close. Like they're really interesting and I, I have a friend of mine who follows the sport and he's like no way i'm never betting this team to do anything and i'm like you just like don't say that yet because like because <laughs> like proctor's gonna come back and he hasn't been a part of the team and he was bad and he was hurt and like all these things are true also in three weeks when he's killing it you might want to play on them would be like kind of like the way i would approach it and he missed the game on saturday with a concussion and they're really talented so like all these teams i'm kind of like don't like don't lose faith here a little bit. Like they can still be something. Michigan state can still be something really good. Kansas can still be a winner. Duke can be a winner. They're just not there right now, but there are some teams where like, I'm out no matter what. Those three teams aren't like that. They're like, I'm, I'm waiting. Like they could be in and that's really interesting. Hopefully they don't get seated together when that happens. And then my Gonzaga's not, they're not like that. Like I'm, I'm not going to say Gonzaga can be a winner. Um, just that, you mentioned Tommy Lloyd and Mark Few, right? And and your mm-hmm. your point was Gonzaga is a team that looked like they they've been a big time seed a lot of times and it never really went really well. It did make the title game once, lost a game they should never have lost to North Carolina. I always thought Gonzaga was better than them, uh, but they didn't. They lost, and uh, North Carolina won the title as a result. And the other times it's been a lot of fizzles. I will say though, I think I think Gonzaga always plays the NCAA tournament to like a three or a four seed baseline. So when they're, when they're rated like a one, they're really like a four. And when they're rated like a 12, they're really like a four and they play like it. So like, I, I would just tell people like, look, this team's worse than all the other ones that you remember the last few years. But if they get in a play in game or they get in a first round 11, six, which they're in, in this matchup and they, I mean, they could draw a mountain West team in an 11, six, and they're going to be like pick in the game. Gonzaga the whole way for me there few does really well in these situations That's so I true. would just like remind people of that like yeah when they're a one I'm the first one saying don't bet them but when they're like yep. a 10 or a 12, like they're gonna win a game or two like it's gonna happen so that's my point on them that's kind of the non Arizona part of the bracket. It's a good point because I remember one year they were like 11 C when they had like Kyle Wilcher and they just got into the tournament I think they made like an elite eight run or sweet 16 or something like that they they had I a believe good that run, was the so. They beat uh, Seton Hall St. when uh, Isaiah Whitehead's oh. shot like two for seventy-five in the game or whatever. Yeah, you're so, correct. Like, that it was, was uh, that was that six eleven. Yeah, they've had a couple of those. I mean, that's not the only one. Like they're yeah. not bad. They at least get you like one win, maybe two in these spots. And I think if they do make the tournament, you could see that same thing again. 
Uh, Indiana State, I think if they make the tournament, that's going to be a very popular team that you're going to hear a bunch of media members talking about just because they are a really good offensive team. South Florida is a team that I would keep an eye on. They had a big upset of Florida Atlantic over the weekend. They uh, got off to a slow start this season, but ever since, they are just killing it. They're 12-1 and in conference play. Really interesting region in Lockatology. And we come back, Ken's going to give out some thoughts on the ice in the NHL. And then uh, about in 20 minutes or so, we wrap up the show with our best bets. You better, you bet presented by BetMGM. Couple segments left to go. PJ Glasser, Ken Barkley.